What you're about to hear is an assortment of sonic psychodiary entries that capture glimpses of my emotional landscape throughout this Christmas season and into the new year. It's uh, December 28, 2021. I just dropped my car off to Jack's Auto Sale and uh, High Spire and I decided to take a walk to the Penn State Harrisburg campus which is kind of nearby this is the place where I used to landscape as my summer job for years so it brings back a lot of memories to walk through here I planned to go to the library, but I remembered that everyone's on break. Everyone's on holiday break. So I'm just kind of walking around. It's very foggy. It's very mysterious. Um, and it's actually quite pleasant. There's nobody around. It's kind of cold. It's about 35, but I'm enjoying the crisp winter weather. Yeah, walking through the grounds, it's a lot different now. It used to be kind of a run-down branch campus of Penn State. Now it's, I think, the second largest one after Penn State main campus. So it's come a long way. Um, I'm now walking by the old site of my Grandview Elementary School, which is not there anymore. It's sort of a just an empty lot. And that's kind of weird. A lot of my early memories have been connected to pretty much everything from art to girls to rock and roll. Pretty much everything there is kind of all started here in one way or another, staring out the window, imagining what was out there for me. And uh, yeah, it's weird that it's not here at all but the memories really flood back. It's uh, strange how that works. So you could take something physically away, but the footprint is still there in your mind. Um, so right across from the place where the school used to be is uh, like a field. And then next to that is a graveyard. My grandma and grandpa on my mom's side are buried there so I think I might tuck in there and pay my respects to them well I wasn't able to find my grandma and grandpa's grave which is kind of a bummer I guess I should have been a little bit more organized about that I could have definitely located it so I was kind of winging it thinking I'd see the name but I couldn't uh, anyway there are my thoughts and I made the effort I'll have to go back and do it properly leave a present or something I'm walking down now Spring Street just walked by my old good buddy Jeff Stills house and tons of memories there we used to have parties when we were growing up in high school and his mom would be there she'd be sort of asleep way up in the attic it was almost like an attic above the attic and he always say Andy you gotta go up and say hi to my mom and I'd always be like oh really 
and so I'd have to go all the way up so many stairs and go up there and, and she'd be in this dark room sort of smoking cigarettes and it'd be kind of scary and she'd call me over and say hey Annie come on over come on over my little Al Pacino she'd call me a little Al Pacino and she'd say come on come on over little Tony Bennett she'd call me that which I think is funny and uh, she was very sweet and I'd sit with her and talk and I'd try to disguise the beer on my breath I guess probably because I was in high school um, but yeah I miss my friend Jeff I guess he lives in California now I'd like to see him sometime. Now I'm walking down spring towards, I guess, uh, kind of the main drag in Middletown where all the fancy houses are. And I'm on my way to the Tattered Flag Brewery to have something to eat and warm up. I'm getting cold. And uh, as you folks might remember, Tatter Flag Brewery was where I announced the Boyne Island pro- uh, Project on the 40th anniversary of the accident at Three Mile Island a few years ago. Um, so I'm going to tuck in there and reflect on that and get something to eat. I'll check back with you in a second. Just got done at Tattered Flag. Just got super busy with some crazy thing in there. Wanted to get out of there before the COVID crunch. Now I'm walking by the old Elks Theater, which is the site of many, many uh, teenage uh, or even preteen movies that I went to, like Nightmare on Elm Street Part 1 and many other ones than that too early horror great stuff got a lot of memories it's just sitting here defunct I'm looking inside at the ticket booth and the popcorn machine nothing uh, it's kind of sad walking now past the old MCSO which was the site of many important community meetings about TMI back in the day. Some really famous photographs of my dad and some other people were taken in here and some heated meetings between uh, TMI officials and local residents. Um, Now I'm headed to the Middle Town Public Library. Poke my head in there and see if I can find something out I'm also uh, walking by the cop station right now I'm gonna act like I've never had anything to do with that place Um, but that's another story (laughs) alright I'll check back in in a little bit alright so I'm here it's uh Thursday, I'm here at the UPMC hospital, going up to the fourth floor to room 402 to see my dad. He's been here a few days with his health problems, so we'll see how it goes.
How's it going? That's steroids. This? Just one drip through, one bag through. Let me do that based on what the readings are getting out of my kidneys. PT was just here watching him walk. Yeah. I said to him, since he's been sick for so long, probably when he's done with this, they'll probably order some strength, you know, some PT for when he goes home. All right. He's real tired today. So is it noisy at night here, or is it nice and quiet? It's fairly quiet. I'm not a lot of excitement. Do they check up on you during the night, or do they leave you go unless you push, put, push your button? So, nah, sometimes, sometimes they give me medicine, sometimes they uh, just take readings. All right. Well, it seems like they have a good team here, for sure. Everybody's really nice. <clears throat> I'm so glad you have your own room so you don't yeah, have somebody so yelling and screaming. And... Complicating thing. Right. What'd you have for uh, dinner last night? Did you have your chicken Popeye last night? Yeah. How was it? Well, I'd compare it against what mom makes. It wasn't very good by comparison. Yeah, well, you, yeah, well we, can't, we can't do that. But Yeah, you can't beat mom's cooking, but... I'm sure it's giving you nourishment. Mm. You haven't been eating much in the last few days, so no. I guess you build build your appetite back up a little bit, little by little. I'm not gonna stay too long. That's no, all right. I want you to rest. Because I know when I don't get a night's sleep, it throws everything off. I can't imagine how you feel being in a strange place, but. So I'm in the elevator, leaving now. That went okay. Didn't really sleep much last night, so he looks really groggy and kind of out of it. But it was good seeing him anyway, so. So it's New Year's Day 2022. Yeah, I just got back from the hospital. Had a fairly good visit with my dad. Um, we're watching the Penn State-Arkansas game, and unfortunately, it looked like Penn State was going to get beat. Uh, so that's kind of a bummer. I mean, I'm not super into watching football these days, but uh, growing up, uh, Penn State football was definitely something that my dad and I did together. We would watch it. Sometimes we, we'd go to games and go all the way to State College and do tailgating and all that stuff, and it. He's not super duper into sports, but I think it was just one thing that stuck with him was um, his affection for Penn State. I was glad I was there, but I was helping him go to the bathroom, and he basically just kind of collapsed in my arms. So I was really glad I was there, but, geez, uh, if I wouldn't have been there, I would have been bad. He kind of passed out or something like that. He kind of got a little overwhelmed by getting up and walking to go to the bathroom so but it's never good because it really makes me scared about him when he's there by himself if he would try to do that so we have that alarm set on his bed where if he gets up at all somebody comes right away so it's comforting to know that there's something like that so he's not going to be able to get away with just trying to go to the bathroom on his own but it's just 
just not a not a good thing to think about that he's that shaky and unsteady um, through all this so but I just think overall it's just kind of overwhelming experience to be poked and prodded and you know and basically naked except for this little sheet of cloth that's over you and people seeing your bare ass and your you know private parts kind of flapping all over the place there's something like quite literally like emotionally naked about the whole thing so I but I just like to make sure that he's comfortable when I'm there and set him up for uh, being able to be there on his own when, when I'm not there and stuff so anyway not a great way to ring in the new year but he's we're finding some stuff out and I think he's where he needs to be right now but it's just not easy to it's not easy to leave him there on his own doesn't feel good um, anyway that's what's going on the weather's just kind of foreboding and melancholy today so it sort of fits the the mood when you kind of coming down after New Year's Eve and all that stuff but, so it's probably a pretty good day to maybe uh, curl up and do some writing uh, which is I think exactly what I'm going to do and eat some of my dad's sauerkraut which of course is good luck so I'm definitely going to go do that with uh, Shona right now in the last month or so I've been inhabiting the inner zone between reflecting on my past and being battered by the harsh realities of the present Right after I posted the last episode of this podcast, my father James experienced a series of life-threatening health scares that ranged from congestive heart failure, strokes, kidney disease, and a serious fall that could have permanently injured his back. This is all on top of his Parkinson's disease, which he has struggled with for over a decade. Treatment for this array of conditions involved a lengthy stay in the hospital, as well as some absolutely harrowing emergency room experiences which, based on my mom's description, was more like a triage tent that you would see in a combat situation during wartime. And my parents were forced to wait for over 24 hours just to be treated in the ER. And this is primarily due to the hospitals being brought to their knees as a result of the surge in COVID cases flooding into their facilities. The thought of my mom and dad sitting in an uncomfortable plastic waiting room chairs amidst the hacking and sneezing of COVID patients makes my heart sick and my blood boil, especially when hearing that the on-duty ER nurses told my parents the majority of the COVID patients were unvaccinated and were vehemently opposed to getting vaccinated, despite the fact that they were critically ill. I think that most of these overcrowded conditions in the hospitals could be avoided if we all chose to act more responsibly and consider how our actions affect others. The way out of this crisis is to take care of each other and take advantage of the safe, effective, and free preventative measures that are widely available to us. But all things considered, my family has really turned these recent hardships in regards to my dad's health as a means to strengthen our bond. It seems faithful that I find myself back around these parts again, where finally the misguided posturings of my youthful rebellions against my parents seem to wither away in exchange for a steady hand for caregiving and an open heart and mind to face the changes head-on and to treasure what's in front of me. At the moment, the situation is relatively stabilized, and we move forward. 
I actually feel closer to my dad than I ever have. I just hope I can be there for him as much as he's been there for me. And in the end, there's only doo-wop. What do you know about the Moonglows? 